¡Viva la México! ¿Cómo está? Muy bien. Hola, hola, hola. And that's the extent of my Spanish. Welcome to episode 11 of the Tank Slap and Pole Sitters podcast. My friend Robert, did you put your big boy pants on today? I dude, I did. I did. I'm actually I'm I ate something hot. I'm coming in a little spicy today. Uh-oh. Wow. So Somebody's going to get the brunt of it. Probably going to be your boy over here, Skidmark Steve, but we are excited to be back. This is race week. There's no better feeling than knowing that we have a F1 race coming up. Talking about Mexico Grand Prix. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Hot Sauce. Makes all chips better. I don't care if it's from New York, Mexico, or Texas, Picante style, whatever it is, we all love Hot Sauce. What say you about Hot Sauce, my friend, No Rubber? Dude, I ate a bunch of it. I'm ready to just let the spice out. I'm ready. <laughs> so what do we have to look forward to this week, my friend? Well, so we'll go ahead. We'll talk a little bit of race news. I got a term of the week, I guess, first. A little bit of race news. Really, there was not shit this weekend. Then we'll uh, jump in, preview this weekend, tell everybody how to lose some money without a rubber, and uh, on to Mexico we go, baby. Awesome. All right, so what is our term of the week, It's a really, it's a bullshit one. It's optimized. That's the word total wolf is used for how they've and Valtteri for how they've got the car ready, blah, 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 blah. And I'm actually kind of pissed off at myself, right? Because all this year, all we've done is wish us this track favors at Red Bull, is it Mercedes? And we don't fucking know. And nobody fucking knows. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, at this point, it's like I fell for a WWE storyline all year long. <laughs> And absolutely none of it fucking matters. What matters, what's exciting is we got five races left. We got six weeks left. Five races, six weeks. We've got a 12-point difference in the driver's standing. In the constructor's standing, you got Mercedes and Red Bull fighting. You've got McLaren and Ferrari fighting. And you even got Alpine and Alpha fighting. I mean, those are three, three battles there in themselves. And all anybody can talk about is, well, is it a Red Bull track? Is it a, is it a Mercedes track? We don't fucking know. We do not know. We have no idea. And I'm done playing that fucking game, falling for that storyline. This week, I was listening to a bunch of different pundits talking, well, Mexico, oh, it's a heavy Red Bull track. The week before, what did they say? Man, Austin, it's a Mercedes track. It's a Mercedes track. You don't have a fucking clue. Let's just be honest. And let's just enjoy the shit out of what's going to be an epic six-week finale. That's it. I'm done. Sorry. I had to get that out. <laughs> Wow, wow, man. Coming in. You did put your big boy pants on today. That's a throwback to when I went off on Mercedes for their horrible pit strategy that uh, led me to drinking problems for two weeks straight. But man, <laughs> coming in with the fire. And, you know, we fell for the storyline, the plot, the curse, whatever you want to say. It's just a Red Bull track. It's just a Mercedes track. Yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing as well for the past Dude, six weeks. So I'm glad we're off of it. Think about it all year. I mean, all year long, all we've done is had that talk. We've had, it's just, it seems like the F1 machine, I got to give them a lot of credit. They've just fed us all of this shit, all of us, like you, me, the, the mainstream media, everybody, fans that I've talked to, we've all been fed this shit and we've just bit at it. Like, give me more, give me more. It's like, no, dude, let's just sit back and enjoy the hell out of, like, this is what matters. We're here. We are now well, at what, what they matters. did. What they did with this is they created the rivalry. They added more fuel to the fire of the Verstappen versus Lewis rivalry. We didn't have anything for the past couple of years, right? It was always just Hamilton basically by himself. But prior to that, it was, what, three years ago when Vettel was on Ferrari and it was pretty close. But, man, this is our, our sin of Schumacher. This is whatever you want. This is Rosberg, Hamilton. 
we've, we finally have something here. So they're playing the hell of it. You're right. They're just feeding it and we're just diving into it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, at this point, right, that there wasn't much news this week. I mean, I really the only thing I could find, which was fantastic and we'll talk about is is Toto Wolf just absolutely buried the horn dog this week, <laughs> buried him. And that was beautiful. But outside of that, like there's been no news. So this is all anybody's talking about. I really hope over the next five, five races or whatever, the storyline changes to how epic of a finale this is going to be. Yeah, before we jump into the big guys, I want to talk Williams real quick. They've been a little bit of sound bites coming from their ownership group saying, hey, we're not going to be Mercedes number two, uh, their backup team. Now they're coming out saying that they're going to have, they're going to be at a disadvantage next year coming out just because of some choices they made. So have you read any of those or what do you think kind of their decision to maybe move away from Mercedes in the future? And, you know, we have some new manufacturers coming on in 2025, 2026. So maybe Porsche or Audi or whatever picks them up and, you know, we have a new motor manufacturer with them. I, I haven't heard that, but if you think, you know, I haven't done the reading of it or, or whatever article you're reading or news you're reading, but if you think sort of big picture here, right, new ownership has come in. They've they've established a, a team, right, an actual racing team, which they didn't have before. They've put more structure to it. They've invested some money and some dollars into it. We've seen the results already with very little, you would assume, very little actual car development just in terms of, you know, they've injected into the team and focused on the team. And we've seen that result in Williams be a, a much better team this year, right? And if you think the old regime, they very much were buddied up to Mercedes and reliant on them. You know, it's it's not a... It's not like an AlphaTauri Red Bull deal where they're the same ownership, but they are a, a customer of Mercedes. And you've seen in the past with people like George Lewis, for example, right? George Lewis, Jesus Christ. I'm already ready for him to be on Mercedes. George Russell. With George Russell and, and that partnership and letting him jump into a Mercedes car when, when Lewis was sick, right? I'm not surprised new ownership has come in and said, no, 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 we, we kind of want to establish a new way of doing things. And you're right, with, with Audi and Porsche coming in on the horizon, it would, would make sense to partner up with one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the latest example we've had of a big power move shift change or power unit shift change was what Red Bull when he left Renault. And man, the result have spoken for themselves when they jumped over the Hondas. So well, I'm all about more power units coming in, uh, different players. Let's see if we can get some more diversity coming in. Yeah. And on top of that too, right. Obviously with, you know, Red Bull jumped to Honda and now they're leaving Honda and establishing their own factory, if you will, they'll be their own supplier of engines with, with, I guess they got the rights to some Honda's technology they're using now, but yeah, I'm with you. It'd be uh, not surprising. Right. But I don't know when you read the article, was it like, were they shitting on Mercedes kind of? No, I think it's just them trying to establish themselves. Like you said, it's a new team. So now they want to show they got big balls and put money behind it. So at this yeah. point with, these different guys coming in, what a way to make some news for yourself a little bit. I mean, it's not like we talk about Williams very often, more so make, this year than any time last five years, probably. Make some news and also have have some more input, right? Like, what are you going to go to Mercedes, who's won six, seven straight, and be like, no, you should do this with the engine when you're at the bottom of the grid? Like, it's not happening, you know? Exactly. No other big news, like we said. Uh, I think you were going to jump into a little bit of Mercedes and Toto just putting the slam down on our horn dog. Oh, dude, this was brilliant. This was brilliant. Hopefully when we get Toto on the podcast here in a little bit, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on this. But apparently Christian came out, the horn dog came out and said that Wolf was feeling some pressure. And he came out, and I won't read the whole, the whole thing. I'll read the first two lines or two quotes I've got here in front of me. 
I feel he is one of the protagonists in a pantomime, part of the Formula One cast. And for me as a stakeholder, as a team owner, it's great that he creates these kind of stories, but it's irrelevant. People have a microphone in front of them or a camera on them, and they just start to behave like little actors, like Hollywood. Basically saying, listen, bitch, I own part of this. You do not. Go back to your spot. Sit in the corner, run your little team, and let me run the whole business. Love it. I mean, this rivalry has been years in the making, obviously, and this is the first time Horn Dog has been competitive in forever. So it's just more gasoline to the fire. Back to that whole machine of Red Bull versus Mercedes. Right, right. I mean, this. I enjoy this. Let the drivers talk. Let the let the owners and principals and people actually in the team talk. But this whole which car's better every week, like shut the fuck up. I'm done with it. <laughs> well, with that being said, do we jump into race preview? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into into race preview. I guess the before we do that, right? The the one thing I really want to highlight here is five races in six weeks. Do you know how how ridiculous that is? I mean, that's that's a heavy heavy schedule with such tight differences between obviously Max and Lewis. But then if you look at the constructor standings, Mercedes has a healthy 23 point lead over Red Bull. So that's your one, two battle, your three, four battle. McLaren has a four point lead over Ferrari. And then your five, six battle Alpine's got 104 Alpha Tauri has 94. That's a 10 point battle. So those are three battles that absolutely will swing race by race here. As we go over the, the last five weeks, But yeah, as we sit here, we got six weeks left and five races. It's like they've done a pretty good job of setting this up so that we've just got a a sprint and absolute chaos here week in, week out till we get to the end in Abu Dhabi. So I'm, I'm, I was looking through it today. I'm just, I'm I'm fucking pumped. I don't need any of the bullshit anymore. Let me just watch the races. (laughs) This is going to be interesting to see how exhausted these guys are. So I went back and I've been watching Drive to Survive season one just because I they get so much joy out of that series. And uh, there was that one race where Haas had its best qualifying ever. And we're on pace to maybe get their best results ever. And on both pit stops, they didn't lock in the tires correctly. And Gunther interviews one of the guys afterwards, goes, what happened? Because I'm just exhausted, uh, tired. We made fun of that notion a couple of weeks ago about I was about to say, more races. Somebody actually said I'm tired. Yeah. There's no way he's ever been seen again around an F1 paddock. No, he's probably buried somewhere deep under a track somewhere. Knowing Guther and the Russian mafia. So yeah, let's let's see what happens. Let's see if there's uh, if everybody's on their A game. This is gonna be incredible sprint to the finish. Yeah, well, you think you got in fact that was I don't know if you could hear that ding. I've just got a message from uh from good old Toto. So he's he's ready to go. Hopefully he's just as fired up. But we've got uh we've got Mexico this week, Brazil next week. The following week, they don't even get a week off. They send them all the way to Qatar. Then we do have a week off, and then back-to-back Saudi and and Abu Dhabi. It's going to be insane. But, yeah, I guess if if you're ready for it, let's jump into this Mexico preview. Yeah. All right. Race preview. All right. So we haven't been here since, what, 2019 when – our friend Lewis Hamilton won. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a Red Bull track. It's a Red Bull track. It's a Red Bull track. Oh, look who won last time, dumbasses. Yeah, and who has a lap record? Valerie Bottas back in 2018. So uh, all that being said, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We're not going to go down the diatribe of, okay, this is going to be this corner or that corner because none of that's been uh, predicted correctly this year. 
But I will say the weather is not going to be a factor. It looks like we're going to have nice sunny weather, 73 degrees Fahrenheit. So, yeah, not going to be any wild cards with rain coming in. So this this track has two of the coolest things, I think, in Formula One. One right at the end, and I don't know the name of the stand, but it used to be an old baseball field that they drive through, and it sits 55,000 people around maybe like two, three corners. You're right on top of it. 55,000 people in one little stretch of the racetrack. It's fantastic. I mean, I, I even know just playing like F1 video game, you drive through it and you're like, oh shit, this is impressive. It's, <laughs> it's basically driving through the infield of a baseball field and you've got all of those people looking down, cheering on you, going nuts. That's one of the coolest things that this track has. And second, their podium celebration is absolutely dope. Whoever wins actually gets lifted up on their car up towards where the rest of the guys are waiting in second and third. And the car just sort of appears and it's all raised. It's fucking awesome. It's one of the coolest podium celebrations and it's, it's Mexican fans, man. These dudes are rowdy. So that, that baseball field piece, that's, that's fantastic too. So full fans, I think that they've allowed in. So it should be a, a pretty exciting atmosphere. Atmosphere wise, this is going to surpass the U S and the Dutch Grand Prix in my predictions. They haven't had a race since 2019. They are crazy rabid fans. If anybody watches soccer or football, how nuts they get. And they're ready for some sporting events down there. And Checo, Checo is going to be coming in hot. He's going to be competitive. He's going to be, I'm predicting it now, podium. I'm, I'm saying, I think he's going to get P1. I just think he's rabid ready. So I just think that the crowd's going to be absolutely phenomenal to watch. And I, I cannot wait. The only way, the, the only way Checo gets P1 is if they're running at the end of the race and it's Checo, then Lewis, then Max. If Checo's running in one and Max is two behind him, the horn dog is going to make the call and they will let Checo pass, or I'm sorry, let Max pass so that he can finish first. And at that point, Horner better grab his biggest security entourage he can find and get the hell out of Mexico. I don't think Checo is going to let him win this one if it comes down to a situation like that. He has to. How... Championship's too close. He doesn't have a shot at it. I get it's your home Grand Prix. You have to. There's no other, like you have to. We'll see. We'll see. We've seen how fiery he's gotten in the past, and maybe they have a collision, quote-unquote, like we've seen him do in Racing Point back in the day. So what other big takeaways you want to see from some other teams? You want to see – you think a McLaren is going to come out hot this week and give it to Ferrari? What do you see there? I Dude, I got no idea. I got no idea what the hell is going on with those two teams. I actually – I kind of fancy Leclerc after the U.S. Grand Prix, but if you'd asked me before the U.S. Grand Prix, I would have said Norris or Ricardo. Nobody knows. It's, it's back and forth. Those two, you know, Ferrari seem to have caught up. We'll see what happens. But that that is just as exciting to me as the the battle for one-two. I think a big wild card this week's going to be Alfa Tori. Kind of been, had some issues last week. Didn't have any strong finish or results, but watch them. See what they do. As far as kind of being in the midfield or even maybe hampering uh, Mercedes progress, especially Pierre Gasly. I'm with you 100%. Gasly came out too and said they were hunting down Alpine for that, uh, or Alpine, whatever the hell it is, for that that fifth spot in the constructor standing. So they know where they're at. They've got the car. We've seen him with the speed. Pierre's been one of the probably most underrated drivers of the year. He's been in every race. So I'm with you 100%. I think they, they put a good foot forward here. Ultimately, constructor standings, it's really going to come down to how does Yuki show up, right? Absolutely. I, I just, he's been so inconsistent, but yeah, I mean, maybe this is his week to wake up a little bit. Now, if we do see a Verstappen win here and Lewis P3, 
Do you call it a wrap at that point? So I actually I have as my predictions. Uh, I'll get a little bit ahead of myself. I actually have it as Max one, Sergio two, Lewis three. I'm with you on Sergio, the form he's been in. We sort of saw it last year when he earned the Red Bull seat, right? Towards the end of the season, got hot, stayed hot all the way through the end. As you said, this is going to be his first time at home with a car that's capable of winning. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, to see him running in one, in P1 with with Max behind him for most of the race. But I just don't think if, there's no way if that's the case, they don't let Max overtake him and get get that spot. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe he says, fuck you and takes it. But that would not bode well for, for his future with the team. Um, so true. I've got Max one, Sergio two, and, and Lewis three. And to answer your question, I, I have this feeling, and maybe it's, maybe it's hope, maybe it's just desperation at this point, but I have this feeling that you're going to have this result where Lewis is third, Max pulls away a little bit further, and that over the last four races, there's going to be some crazy shit happen, and Lewis somehow pulls it out. I don't think there's any way it doesn't go to the last race where there's still a chance for both of them to win, but I could see this being a big slap in the face to Mercedes who then put their big boy pants on and just come out just all guns firing. You know, I really don't think the pressure is on Lewis. I think it's on the Mercedes team, their strategy team, the engineers, that's where the pressure is because Lewis has driven the hell out of that car the last, well, all year, right? I think ultimately where they've lost some races is on the strategy side and it's going to come down to, the Mercedes team getting their shit together more than the driver. Yeah. For Lewis to have a chance this week to get P1, he's going to have to have bought us there. I think last week we saw the engineer from Mercedes come out and kind of explain what happened in regards to should they pit it earlier or not. And it really came down to the fact that Red Bull had that uh, two, three spot and Bottas was nowhere in there to be seen to help and assist. So a lot of riding on if you're rooting for, Hamilton to pull this out, you're going to have to root for that finisher, the second place machine. Yeah, I had Bottas in my bottom feeders last week, but think about where he's been the last however many races. He's on like his 7,000th fucking engine with all the penalties that come with that. It's like with no engine penalty last week, he would have been right there starting fourth. And you would have at least had somebody else there to sort of play teammate with, right? That could be big. You, you don't know how they'll they'll respond. They're used to having both cars, at least in seasons past, right? To, to play with and to strategize with. Where they failed, I think you're right. It's Bottas hasn't been there to, to help boost their strategy or give them more options. Absolutely. Should we do a little bit of race predictions? I know you already kind of laid out yours on the racers as far as P1, P2, P3. Yeah, who you, who you got? Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to say Checo won. Uh, you know, yeah, you can't go check on check on one. He's a man of passion. Let's see if he listens to the radio or not. We've seen teammates fight and crash each other out. Just, he's been playing the best Robin that Verstappen's ever had. But I, I think in his home course, maybe he, he lets his emotion ride because he's a competitive racer. And that, that's in his blood. This is what he gets up for in the morning. I got Verstappen two and Hamilton three. And then Bottas coming in four. And I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to have a Ferrari five, six. And then maybe uh, Pierre Gasly, seven, and Ricardo, eight. All the way down the grid this week. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't think we give enough love to that mid-card or that mid-field result. And we've seen last year, Lando, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we can go back and check next week. He struggled kind of last year towards the end of the races as far as beating out Carlos Sainz. And I think we'll see that this year maybe because Ricardo's really come on and, has outperformed him over the last, what, three or four races, if 
Yeah, no, no, you you could be spot on there. And and I think, I mean, I don't know if he falls off so much as like the hot start he had this year. I mean, he was incredible to start with, right? So I don't know if it's him falling off necessarily or just sort of coming down to earth a little bit where he should be. But Ricardo's obviously gone the other way. I, I agree with you there. Ferraris look good. If I if I had to go teams, I'm with you. I think it's Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, and somewhere in there between the McLarens and the Ferraris, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Pierre Gasly snuck in. I'm I'm with you 100. percent Absolutely. So, kind of gives the predictions that we got to see coming on. So, any other news or items for our Grand Prix and Viva La Mexico? No, man. I'm just I'm so fucking excited. There's one more off week. And we've just got full on chaos pretty much Friday through Sunday, every other week till December 15th when, when this thing ends. Yeah, I, I'm ready. Let's go. Is it time for our friend Toto Minute? It is, man. We'll bring him in. Obviously, we haven't listened. He just texted me while we were sitting here. So we'll we'll throw that in. Hopefully, he's uh, he's as entertaining as he was through the media this week. But yeah, let's go ahead and bring in Toto. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, hope you're having as much fun as me. Got to Mexico a bit early to take advantage of the culture. And it's been fantastic. Obviously, you saw the comments uh, about Netflix star TV show guy, part-time team principal Horner, total loser. At the end of the day, his baby antics, they're good for my wallet. Uh, we're ready to get back to racing thing uh, again in Mexico, hoping for a strong weekend to take charge for the championship. Thanks, guys. Bye. And we're back. Always entertaining to hear our friend Toto chime in and give his real hot take. So now is always our weekly race segments. We have races losing money with no rubber. You lose. Yeah, man, we, we kind of touched on it. There's two bets here. There's two bets here. A, a good one, honestly, Lewis at plus 187. You don't usually see Lewis that close to, to doubling your money, right? So bet 100, win 187. You want to play it safe, I think that's a good one. You know I don't like to play it safe. So I'm actually going to go with Leclerc at plus 4,000. Now, if you don't believe anything we just said about the Ferrari-McLaren battle or about Lando, Lando's also there at plus 4,000. I'm going to roll with Leclerc at plus 4,000. So bet 100, win 4,000. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Those are those are my two picks, guaranteed to lose you money. Yeah, and I'll actually be in Vegas and put money down for you. Oh, shit. Let's do it. I'll send you a couple bucks. We'll, we'll see. If you, if, I, if you win four grand off my 100, I know you're going to spend at least half of it while you're out there. No, well, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know, I was, I was looking through. We're going to have to do something at the end of this. I believe the way this has worked out every race season, if I just hit one of these bets and lose all other, like next year, if I win one of the 23 and lose all other 22, we'd still come out about 1700 on top. I just got to hit once a year. I love it. May actually pay for tickets to Miami Grand Prix. Oh, actually, no, that wouldn't even pay for one ticket because what those things are going for what? $2,000 a pop right now. Fucking ridiculous, man. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I, that one's going to be a stretch to get to. I might have to sell a kidney, but some way. You know what? I'm going to dress up as a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> there you go, brother. There you go. Get it for free. All right. And I think that kind of concludes our Mexico Grand Prix preview. Hey, you know, what does NASCAR suck? You know why it doesn't suck? It's not too why? grand for a fucking ticket anywhere in NASCAR. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll give NASCAR some credit. 
Uh, and they got some great rivalries going on over there. Anybody's been watching that, so I'm not going to. Absolutely not. Haven't seen a, a second of it. Don't care at all. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. So, all right, man. You good? Yes, sir. All right, man. We'll love you and leave you. Peace. Catch up, bitch. I'm in gear three. Zoom. Don't see it. Peace.